This is the Fantasy Road Show. What's going on, roadies? Welcome back to another Roadie. episode. We're back. Yes, we are. We are back. This is a big one, too. Oh, it's yeah. A real, real big one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Got the, bears, the Bears hats on. What? Uh, where are you at these days? Oh, man. I St. can't Louis? even keep track anymore. I am still in St. Louis. You can find me in St. Louis. Yeah, man. Um, still out you here. Didn't and- find any band aids for us? <laughs> <laughs> I for- I completely Shit. forgot about that. That's my bad. I gotta I gotta get some uh, keep some band aids with me, you know, and just yeah. uh, throw it. We going down, down, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, we're back again today. We're we're here talking uh, the NFC North. Um. You know, probably the the division with the highest range of outcomes. Who's going to win the division? Any one of these teams, really? And uh, I'm kind of curious to see who you have statted out, you know. And uh, I'm, I think this is just going to be a very different than our previous divisional breakdowns. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got, uh, you know, it's probably the most we both grew up in this division so um not to mention it's also like i think at least i think that any team could finish first any team could finish last so yeah um there's a lot i talked about there's a lot to talk about there's a lot um of moving parts right now in the division so it should be exciting um excited to get into it um before we do that mike i'm gonna go ahead and oh He's hitting us with that peach vibe. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. I haven't had one in a couple days. I need to uh, change. Well, that are you going here. through withdrawals right now? No, but I do like to take <laughs> a little bit of a like three day, three day break every once in a while. See, that's so. smart. That's smart. Yeah. It's all about balance, baby. Yeah, I don't take breaks. Just all fucking no chill. Let's go. Just put on the gas. I mean, you are the you are the fantasy trucker. So, um, I don't think we <laughs> introed our followers. Oh no, no, we didn't. No, you can you can find us on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker. You can find him on Twitter at calls underscore sports. Follow the show at fantasy road show. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash sports ethos. Yeah, and uh, we're also going live on Twitter now, which is pretty cool. Ryan's just uh, figuring out new new widgets for us to add as we go Trying, man. Uh, we're setting up a, we're setting up a sub stack um hopefully we'll have an intro um intro release here this evening that's the game plan um and we have some new album art on its way that'll be uh that'll be a little treat for all the roadies so that's exciting um but yeah we're trying to add things as we go Substack seems to be next we got twitter live videos as we release those and how can people um, access our Substack? i'm genuinely asking you because i don't know and i'm not trying to set it up yeah. i just for my own good. yeah um i'm twitter bio um you'll have it in your twitter bio i'll have it in my twitter bio we'll have it on the fantasy roadshow twitter bio okay. uh bio um we'll put it in the youtube channel bio we'll just put it everywhere i, I think we should have everything everywhere you know what oh, I mean? absolutely make it easily uh, accessible just, yeah as if we had a you know signature um 
So anyways, um, that is the game plan. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's buckle. get into this. Buckle. Uh, buckle. yeah, let's get, let's get into this NFC North and buckle up. <laughs> I was doing that. Okay. All right. All right, Mike, hit um, me with it. What do you got? I got a very, very tight division. So do I. Um, so do I. I am just going to go straight in for it. Let's um, hear it. I got the Packers at 10 and 7 winning the division. Okay. I have the Lions at 9 and 8. And I have the Bears and Vikings tied for at 8 and 9. So every conference game is going to matter to me. This is going to be, they're going to be duking it out all yeah. year. Um, I do think the Packers um, for me are, are the team that's going to win the division. I think Jordan love is going to outplay expectations and he's kind of all he, in my mind, all he really needs to do is like instill some confidence in a young offense and it could be completely different than it was with Rogers. Like you felt Rogers not really being connected, being upset. They haven't been having people like just, you kind of felt like his time was dying off. Um, well now you have a young quarterback with a young, you know, with young, um, wide receiver room and the tight ends, both being rookies. Um, I think it's going to work out and I think it's going to work out really well. Um, so I'm excited to see that, uh, and they're favored to come in last. So you can get them actually at plus 400, um, to win the division. I think that is a smash, um, because listen, it's going to be a tight, it's going to be a race down to the end in my mind. So you could potentially have four to one value late in the season, um, in a, you know, winner go home for the division type game with the Packers. So at least you have something to hedge off, but, um, yeah, that's my, you know, that's my standings. I want to hear what you got. <laughs> All right. Well, it's very similar. Okay. Similar in a lot of different. I gotcha. You're still there. I'm here. Okay. Yeah. You snapped out. Yeah. But... So I, as a little preface, uh, internet isn't great right now. So we're going to do what we can and work with what we got. We're going to truck through it. Yep, absolutely. Keep on trucking. So I have the Chicago Bears winning the division, the NFC North, okay? And I have them finishing at 11 and 6. 11 wins. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, In second place, I have the Vikings with 10 and 7. It's going to be a tight race. Um, In third place, I got the Lions at 9 and 8. And then I have the Packers finishing last at 8 and 9. So... I, I see the Lions the same way as you do at nine and eight. I think the Vikings. So are similar, off- but exact opposites. Yes. Yeah. It's similar in some <laughs> aspects, but direct opposites in other aspects, you know, um, similar, but uh, the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just think, yep. I think uh, Fields is going to have an MB- MVP caliber type of season where, you know, he rushes for over a thousand yards and throws for over 3000 yards, throws for over 25 touchdowns. I think he's going to be, um, you know, this offense and this D this, this team in general is going to be making massive strides this year and, um, really kind of asserting their dominance on the division. 
but I see it being a tight race altogether. And um, the Vikings are going to be really yeah. good. I think their offense is really good. Uh, the Packers have a good, the, probably the one of the better overall teams with their offensive line and their defense. But I just, I think they might be losing some close games uh, here in the middle of the season. So that's kind of where I see this division shaking out. Very good. Um, so I just want to say, so you, you didn't go into um, the the truck bears mode that we need <laughs> out of you when we talk about them, when we, when we dive into yeah. them right uh-huh. here. Uh, we'll let it slide for the intro for the standings, but we're, we're not going to let that slide. Uh, when we move into, hey, listen, hey, you bears. want, you want, you want, you want, you, you're gonna fucking get it, okay? Just fucking relax, all right? It's coming. All right. Just so, just don't want to fucking jump right the in. Way we, typically, the way we do this is we go, you know, we go, we we go from the top down. <laughs> um, it's not because we're completely reversed. Um, we're gonna have the whole, we're gonna start with the hometown bears here. Um, so, um, get ready to buckle up and, uh, you know, the, the bears, the bears fan, uh, the, the Chicago truck needs to come out here for the bears segment for the bears. Okay. You guys listen up. All right. Just listen up. The Chicago bears are a real deal. Okay. They're the real fucking deal. And you're going to see it, you know, what pretty much week one. Let me pull up the schedule real quick, okay? I just want to go through some games with you because I think they're going to start out hot. They're going to start out hot. They're going to beat Green Bay in home week one. And then they're going to go into Tampa and win that game too. They're going to start 2-0. and And then this, people are going to be like, oh, my God, the Bears are Bears are doing really good. Is You know, is it their time? It is, okay? It's their time. Justin Fields, I love drafting him in the fifth round. Anytime I can in the fifth round, if he drops to the sixth, I scoop him up right there too. And I'm just really excited, man. Um, you know, Khalil Herbert looks like the guy right now. You know, in the beginning of this whole offseason, it was like, is it going to be Herbert? Is it going to be Foreman? Is it going to be Roshan? It looks like it's for sure Herbert. And, I, you know, based on where he's being drafted, he's a value. That's what you got to know right off the bat. If you see if you see Herbert in the drafts, it's a value where you're going to get him. So grab him. Unless he's climbing up too much, I haven't noticed yet, as of yet, but he you know performed really good in the last preseason game. Um, De- Deontay Foreman, I'm kind of just shelfing right now. I'm not drafting him. I'm just not touching him in drafts. And Roshan Johnson, I'm taking a chance later on because I do think there's a chance, there's a chance that Roshan comes in at the end and really starts fucking flaming, okay? So keep that in mind. Now, DJ Moore, there's a chance. keep that in mind, okay? DJ Moore yeah, there's is going to be the new, the new hotness. Okay, you got you got the you guys have all heard this a hundred times. I don't need to go into too much depth with this, but you got the AJ Brown going to Philly. You got the Stephon Diggs going to Buffalo. DJ Moore is in Chicago. Okay. And DJ Moore is going to be that guy. He's going to be an all-star receiver. He's going to be putting up his best statistical season, his best statistical season this year. Okay. The, 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 the best statistical season. The, the, the Hear me out, okay? Now, Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool, I'm not really sure what to think about with these guys. I know that, you know, Claypool, he's been having a good camp, and then he, he's dealt with some injuries, so I don't know. I'm not I'm not too sure. You know, I know Mike really likes Claypool later on in drafts. We've talked about this pretty, pretty in-depth. And Darnell Mooney is going at a price where, you know, it, 
really likes is is a bit of an, uh, an exaggeration. But <laughs> We've I, been in a couple best ball drafts, and let me tell you, when we get to the point of drafting Chase Claypool, he goes, you know, I kind of like Chase Claypool. So, um, But anyway, not, neither here nor there, okay? Take a chance on one of these guys. Justin Fields is going to have a great season, and it's not just going to be DJ Moore that has, a, that has another great season, okay? Darnell Mooney or Claypool, one of them is going to stand out and be someone that you want to start on a weekly basis. Now, Cole Komet, my guy Cole Komet, okay? This guy's legit. Last year, he had over seven touchdowns in the last 10 games. He's building a rapport with Justin Fields as Justin's finally finding his groove. He's going to continue that success. I love drafting Cole Komet. He's going late enough where you're not giving up too much to get your guy, but that's just where I see the Bears. Mike, what do you think? The Bears. Stop, Bears. The Bears. Um, so I actually agree with a lot hey, of that. Oh, um, let's go. I, I really do. Um, I agree that I think Justin Fields is the real deal. Um, I've honestly always said that I think he's a, a pretty good passer, a lot better than, you know, it's just like early on in his career, there was not really a passing aspect to his game or offense. But like from what I saw at Ohio State, he's a good passer. So I knew that part of the game would always yeah. come. And then just like let's stay, let's stay on Fields for now. But so I, I I think Fields is the real deal. I think he is a better talent than Jalen Hurts. Um, is he have the work ethic and the you know, that next level mentality of Jalen Hurts, maybe. Uh, I'd still like to see it, but from talent alone, he is he is superior to Jalen Hurts. I love that. Um, I love that. So, so, I mean, like, the ceiling is certainly Hurts, maybe even more because I think his arm is a lot better than Hurts, and I mean, like, a lot better. Yeah. So... Um, so that's, a, but he might not have the size of Hertz, right? He might not be the guy in the weight room as Hertz, but anyways, that's the easiest comparison for him is Hertz. And is it, you know, above or below that? But anyways, so I am a firm, firm believer in jail, Justin Fields, his talent and his ability to be a franchise quarterback. I think that's guaranteed. Are you willing to draft um, him in the fifth round? Yeah. I mean, like. Yes, I, I I don't necessarily. I I would draft him like you saw me draft him on what I think is my best team that I will draft. <laughs> that, that period. Was, real quick, as a little uh, side side, do you remember? Just roll through those real quick. If you could rattle a couple of those picks off, I, I I'm pretty sure. I, you're, I don't have it at the top of my head, but I know I got Devonta Adams in the third. That round. was insane. Um, so um. I, no, I, I'll post it and I'll talk about that. Okay. But I was drafting from the 103 or 4 spot. 104 spot took Bijan um, round one. And then round two, CeeDee Lamb fell to me. And then round three, I got Devonta Adams. It was like a home league. I was helping my buddy out from New Orleans, his high school buddies, uh, Jesuit High School in New Orleans. Shout out. No, that's not the Mannings. They went to Newman. Um, but anyways, so, um, so yeah, so Fields, massive believer, 
if he falls to me there, I may draft him. But honestly, I like Herbert more, and he's been going later than Fields. Yeah. But this was a case where out of that first, out of that top tier, Fields was the last one still there. You've already seen Herbert, um, Lawrence. You even saw uh, you even saw Lamar go. So I mean, you know, these are a bunch of casuals who think of the bears as the number one draft pick and not as not a legitimate um, team. So I was able he, they, he fell. And of course I grabbed him and I also grabbed DJ Moore. So DJ Moore is a guy that I've always said is an absolute stud. I've always loved DJ Moore. Um, he's just never been in a fortunate situation, but he always makes great plays. Um, so, you know, he's been with Carolina and he's just been waiting to break out. And I think Fields and him are both on the cusp of breaking out along with the Bears as, you know, in general. But those are going to be your two guys. I mean, I, you look at DJ Moore. So I grew up a Bears fan, right? Like I am a Bears fan, but I'm just not, I, I try to keep my bias out of everything. And I think I do a pretty good job of that. That's why you see the Bears tied for last place in the division with the Vikings. Um, <clears throat> but Justin Fields, his over under this year is 228.50 for passing yards. I think that's an absolute smash over. Yep. And then you see, you, you see DJ Moore, his numbers, his projections this year is 62 and a half catches, 800 and a half yards, and four and a half touchdowns. If you look at his numbers in Carolina, like, I mean, dude, like last season, he had 63 catches, 888 yards, and seven touchdowns, which would all hit over on those numbers. And I think he sets career highs at each number. Um, I think he'll get at least 1200 yards and then I think he'll get at least seven touchdowns and he may not get that 93 receptions number. That's a lot, but he's going to get damn close. Um, so I, 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 bold prediction of mine is that DJ Moore sets, um, career highs in every single number and Josh, Justin Fields smashes that number. Um, and quite frankly, like they could win the division, but it's going to come down to the defense. Um, it's all going to come down to the defense and how quickly they can put it together there. Now, do they have guys on the defense that could win them division? I mean, you have Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, like, um, um, gosh, why am I blanking on the other guys? The other, uh, the spider. Oh, um, um, Why am I blanking on the spider? Um, <laughs> Brisker? Come on, Bear Sky. Yeah, J Jaquan Brisker. Yeah. Like, that's a solid secondary. That should be no problem. Then you come in and you pay these linebackers. That should be no problem. I know you don't have many, like, you don't have many names on the line, and that could be an issue. Yannick um, To be honest, like, that could be an issue, but you can have some of these young guys step up. I mean, you have to win games in the trenches. So um, that is going to matter. But anyways, bears could win the division. I know they can. Um, do you, uh, so that's my piece on DJ Moore. I don't know that like 
Mooney or Claypool are worth talking about from a fantasy standpoint. Best ball, yeah. Um, but And I think Mooney will have some good games, but Claypool or Mooney, neither of them will be consistent enough to to for me to draft or play in, in redraft. And Cole Komet, I'm staying away from as well. I love Cole Komet. I think he's an awesome tight end. I'm glad the Bears paid him. Maybe a little bit too much, but you know he's one of the cornerstones. He's a captain of the team. Yeah. He's going to be that guy. Uh, and he's a great blocker, and he's one of last year. He was Justin Fields' favorite, you know, favorite target um, receiving the ball. So listen, like. He's good. I'm just not taking him in fantasy. I like Kincaid more. I like Dulcich more. Guys that are being drafted around the same area, um, like a lot more. But, anyways, then it's the running back room, and I'll say this about the running back room: Khalil Herbert. So I thought it was going to be Herbert, main guy, and then Foreman, Roshan. Yeah, in different roles, but for the most part, one of them will edge out the other person. And, like, you may see Foreman get some, like, special short yardage situations regardless. But, yeah, I think Herbert looks awesome. Um, obviously, that screen pass, but he is a big play guy. I just, he's just not a full load uh, workhorse back. So he needs that support. I think Roshan looked great as well. I think Roshan is the support. Um, so I think those two are great together. Like all this Jonathan Taylor talk going to the bears, like, yeah, he's an incredible running back, but I don't know that they really need a Jonathan Taylor. Like you can get away with a Herbert and a Roshan and then add that star piece to the wide receiver room right now. They're hoping that's going to be Claypool because he does have the talent, but you know, if Claypool ends up just having an attitude issue and him not working out and you don't have to spend a ton of money on Mooney, keep Mooney, leave him the slot, have him be that wide receiver three, and then go out and get a George Pickens, obviously not him, but someone like that who is your big athletic receiver, possession receiver to complement more in the rest of the team. So uh, that's my bid on the bears. Um, I'm, extremely happy with the direction they're heading in. So I'm excited to watch them this year. I think they're going to be one of the most exciting teams to watch. So, um, yeah, now I think we can make it a little bit more conversational. (laughs) We both got our piece in, but um, yeah, I no, I agree with you. The Jonathan Taylor thing was fun to think about when it was, when it was happening, you know, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem realistic to me. I'm just not. And you don't need to be the guy that pays the running back right like you have fields and he's i'm not saying he's a running back but like his legs are a real problem yeah so you just need those guys to kind of stagger uh and we'll get into more bears talk we don't need to focus this whole thing on the bears to uh actually teaser um (laughs) we're gonna do something very special for our hometown for our 50th episode um, so keep an eye out. The five zero is going to be a big one and it's going to be a, uh, a special one for, for, for the hometown and all the Chicago sweet runners. home, Chicago. Yeah. Our town. Love that song. It's such a great song. 
Such a great song. Um, all right. Well, let's. Who do you um, who do you want to get into next? We don't have like a real systematic way of going about it. But since you gave me the Bears, well, you, you had the Vikings. Yeah, we're we're gonna go your 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 standings. Okay. Go Vikings. You. T- um. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean the Vikings. I got them winning ten games. I got them coming in second. Uh, close battle with the Bears, but you know the Vikings, they they have a really strong offense. You have the greatest one of, excuse me, one of the greatest wide receivers in the NFL right now with Justin Jefferson. The guy's prolific. You add to that with Jordan yeah. Addison, Tiger. Yeah, you add to that Jordan Addison, one of the more prolific wide receivers in the draft class. You went out and got TJ Hawkinson last year, which immediately helped out the passing game. You know, you lose Dalvin Cook, but, you know, there's still some talented running backs in that backfield there. So I think the Vikings are still really good. I don't think they win as many games as they did last year. Obviously, they won, they won 11 games by one score. I think that obviously is they're not going to be able to repeat that. But that's my stat. Yeah. You're stealing my. Well, that's 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 been a that that was a very common thing last year uh, as they exited the playoffs prematurely, and uh, everyone's like, "Well, they only won they won eleven games by one score," you know. It's just it's kind of telling to them not being able to close it out in the big games. So, um, I do think they they make the playoffs. I think the Bears and the Vikings end up making the playoffs. Um, Kirk Cousins is someone I like later on uh, in a quarterback. So. I'm fine having Kirk Cousins on my roster as my QB one in in any redraft league. Um, I don't love it, but I'm fine with it. I feel comfortable going into the season with Kirk as uh, as my quarterback. Um, Alexander Madison, I don't you know, I don't know what to think about this guy. Is he going to be able to handle the full load the whole season? Who knows? I mean, he did pretty well with the small sample size that he got over the last three years. He was averaging 20 carries with over 100 yards and four receptions. So, you know, he did well with when he got the opportunity, but will he be able to sustain that? That's the big question for me. Ty Chandler looks really good, um, as we saw in the preseason game. And, uh, I mean, the one person I really want to talk about that people I feel like are overlooking is K.J. Osborne. K.J. Osborne is someone that I feel that people are just really undervaluing in drafts. He's going super late. That bears. He's going super late. Okay. And, you know, I just think it's it's kind of uh, unwarranted. You know, I don't think if there's if you're at two wide receiver sets, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. It's going to be K.J. Osborne. Jordan Anderson is not going to be playing in those two wide receiver sets. It seems like right now Jordan Anderson will be playing slot in the three wide receiver sets. So K.J. Osborne is going to be on the field more than, than Jordan Anderson just by that alone. And I think the way that K.J. Osborne ended the season last year, you know, he was averaging um, – I, I don't have it in front of me, but it was somewhere between uh, 15 to 18 points per game in the last, like, five weeks. Um, keeping up, He was right up there with Hawkinson. So um, I think K.J. Osborne is going to be heavily involved this year. I like drafting him late. He's uh, very, very cheap, and um, and I, I like Hawkinson, but he's just not. You know, I don't like drafting my tight end, um, tight end three, four in that range. I like going elsewhere for positional players. Mike, what do you got? So I'll keep it brief on the Vikings. I do think that they're going to be. Um, I so the, I, here's what I want to say. Yeah. Do not agree that the Bears win 11 games, but I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, and I think they're going to be a lot better and they're on the right track. 
I do have a very different thought on the Vikings this year. Um, so I think that losing Dalvin Cook and losing Adam Thielen is going to change things a little bit for the Vikings. I think it, I think it's like a little bit more valuable. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more of a learning curve than they think losing two veterans that have been in the offense for that long. Um, so I think there's going to be some figuring out for that team and for that offense. And I don't think Alexander Madison is very good. I think that he is like, I don't think he's a legitimate, he's a legitimate talent to fill the role that Dalvin cook is leaving. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very high producing, awesome fantasy role, mm -hmm. and he's going to be given a lot of opportunity. So that's why you saw him step in and have good games is because, you know, that is a great, role to step into um that being said like i just don't like his talent i think he gets a lot of the yards that are given to him but he's not making these you know highlight awesome plays but so that's my thought on madison but then i also like you know going to the 11 games that were one score like a lot of those are going to flip so you're going to lose a lot of a lot of wins from that. Um, and then I think the Lions are getting a lot better. I think the Bears are getting a lot better. And I think the Packers are a lot better than people are counting right now. Um, so to me, I don't think the Vikings are necessarily as good as they were last year. Their defense is fucking trash. Yeah, 28th. They've always been a 28th and out of 32. They've always, yeah, and they've always been a team that to me is – is uh you know has been you can count on such a great defense uh especially at home it was like man that's going to be a tough battle in in minnesota it's the crowd and the dome and you know skull but i just don't their their defense is not intimidating they're horrible so between those two veterans leaving the offense and that defense just being trash i think they're going to end for a bad year to be honest yeah they have the hardest um, so, schedule out of all the uh, NFC North teams. Uh, strength of schedule. Yeah. Um, the the Lions have the 11th easiest. The Bears have the sixth easiest. Uh, Packers are at 14th, yeah. and Vikings are down at 25th. So people are projecting them to have a very tough schedule. Yeah. So I mean, you combine all those things that I just talked about, um, and this is a huge year for Kirk Cousins. I know we've we we this is another thing that we disagree with is I and then I want to talk about Ty Chandler, but this is another thing we disagree about yeah. is Kirk Cousins last year on contract. They really don't have any other options in-house. Yeah. Will they have any options out of the house? Probably not, but like, if you're the Vikings, how much, like, you got to start looking at the future. And I think they tried to with Hendon Hooker, but he's just not a, not a franchise quarterback. Like, Who? is there a convert Hendon Hooker? He's on the Lions. Oh, I thought they draft. Ooh. <laughs> I always get that mixed up. For some reason, I always think it's a Vikings. Yeah, no, when I heard I got to somehow I like, figure like, that out. Yeah. I always think it's the Vikings. I literally make this mistake all the time. So they don't have anyone that 
back there. Um, that's a serious problem yeah. because you don't want to be stuck in Kirk Cousins purgatory. Um, and that's kind of what it feels like to me. So, you know, I almost think it's better to let him go and be the worst team in the league and go get Arch Manning or, you know, something along those lines. But um, take a year off and you never want to do that, especially with a lot of that talent they have. But like, excuse me, they're in a tough spot. So um, if you're rebuilding the defense, why not fully rebuild? Let Kirk go have one year where you're the worst team in the league and then go and get your Caleb Williams. So uh, I just think that I would be that type of owner, that type of GM, uh, championship or bust. But, you know, that's just my personality, I guess. Um, so anyways, Ty Chandler. I think he's looks good, you know. Um, so we just talked about how the running back for the Vikings is a high-producing fantasy role. We just talked how I felt. I just talked about how I felt Madison is not a workhorse, is not really that good of a running back. So enter in RB2 for the Vikings. I think across the course of the season, you're going to see that production split grow, and you're going to be able to maybe see a flex start with a Ty Chandler. Um, he's someone that I'm looking at as a legitimate keeper late in drafts. Uh, in keeper leagues, but take a flyer on him. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about Ty Chandler? I think he can catch the ball. I think he's great in pass pro, and I think he looks good running. So that's certainly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. He looks good so far, but I think, you know, with, with as much as Alexander Madison has provided this team as a backup running back, I think they're going to really have a pretty long leash with Madison. Like he's, he has to really, really screw up or get injured in order for Ty Chandler to take this job, in my opinion. Yeah, but you don't give them like, if you're the Vikings, you think you're winning the division, right? You have to have that mentality. Oh, absolutely. Like this is our division. Absolutely. So, yeah, if Vikings fans think that North- I don't know that that long. So then I don't think that long leash exists. Like, yeah, it should because. And it will if he's like okay. That's what I mean. He's but he's if they're really losing gotta, games. If they're he's really got yeah. Fuck but if up. they're losing games or but if they're losing games early on, then they turn into like all right, we got to fix anything fast. So like yeah, I agree that like he's gonna get all the opportunity and the leash is long if they're winning games. But if they're not winning games and this is their division, they're going to start to try to figure it out and figure it out fast. And that might be Chandler getting a few more um, series. And if he jumps on that opportunity, then uh, yeah. Alexander Madison. Yeah. To, to support what you're saying there, Mike, the, Vi- the Vikings have like a really, really hard beginning schedule and a really, really easy ending schedule. They faced, they faced Philly in week two, the Chargers in week three, Kansas City in week five, and San Francisco in week seven. So like I literally have them statted out losing the first, uh, well, going, what, one, two, three, two and five through the first seven weeks. Yeah, and that's another reason why, like, I have them last tied with the Bears in the division. I think I do as well that bad early on. Yeah. 
Um, and I know I've talked about it on other podcasts, but like NFL can feel like quicksand oh, yeah. pretty quickly. Um, so I don't know. I think that it could be, it could be really, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like all of those factors against the Vikings this year. I just don't think they're good enough. Luckily they have Kirk cousins. Who's a veteran presence. I could be like, guys, like we just need to weather this He's storm. A stand-up guy. If we can get to, if we could be three and four, if we could be, you know, then we're going to be in a really good place and we'll gain some momentum at the right time. But yeah, that's just kind of how I feel there, man. I, I'm worried about the Vikings this year. I don't think, um, I don't think they're going to have a good year. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we'll see. Right. <laughs> yeah. Baby. Um, all right. So um, next uh, we have the, the yeah, lions, the Detroit lions, man. The Detroit Lions. Um, this is an exciting team, dude. Like, speaking candidly, not as a Bears fan, the Viking or the Lions are like, you know, obviously they're interesting. They're they're projected to win the division. Vegas has them winning the division, correct? Yeah, I believe so. I haven't checked in a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, they're the team. I'm I'm just I'm kind of worried about them, man. As a Bears fan, I'm I'm worried about. Bears, stop bears. stop bears. I'm worried about facing them lions, man. Um, they just have, you know, they're dangerous. Laporta looks legit. Sam Laporta looks like just, you know, he looks like he's going to make a difference right away. And without Jamison Williams, with him being gone the first six weeks, I think Laporta is going to be very much involved. Same with Jameer Gibbs. played all preseason game one. I didn't. See that? Oh, the preseason game one. No, I'm just talking about how he looks like in practice and like, uh, you know, how he carries himself on the football field. Um, It's a good looking tight. Yeah, he just he just looks like he's going to be legit. Like, so I don't know. Um, I love Montgomery this year. Jameer Gibbs. They seem like a great combo um, to head this backfield with uh, Detroit. And I don't know, man. Is is Jameer Gibbs going to be the next best thing in the passing game? at the running back position looks like it probably yeah yeah he's got a lot of Kamara to him um so I kind of agree with you um like I'm gonna start with Jameson Williams just because it came out that he is done for the preseason now like injury right about what kind of injury was that um I think it was a hammy soft tissue of some sort Um, but I don't feel very good about him. I mean, there's just, you can't, he hasn't been able to see the field. Like it's just, I don't feel great about him. Um, I'm on raw. I think he's going to have an outstanding year. Jameer Gibbs. I agree with you. David Montgomery, I think is a good running back. So it'll be interesting to see what his role is and how that translates to fantasy. If he falls to me and I think it's good value, then you may see him on a roster Gibbs. I'm kind of staying away. Um, honestly, it's probably because I have a little bit of scar tissue from like DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Um, Fool's and, gold. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think Laporta is the guy that I would be looking at. And then, you know, certainly as like a late round keeper, um, he's an interesting, you know, take a stab at him and throw him on your bench and see, um, 
you know, that Lions tight end role is nice. There, it's a high producing role. So, um, as you saw with Hawkinson, so I just Lions, man, it's the Lions. I know it's hard to believe that they're going to be good. So that's how I feel about them. Um, I think they're going to have second best defense in the, in the division. So that should help. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's they just have, the, Lions. they also have, um, that's the thing. PFF hard, gives them, PFF go. gives them the best offensive line in the division. They're ranked fifth in the league offensive line. Well, there you go. Um, and, and then the defensive line is obviously good with Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, that's, and the momentum they have, Campbell's a great quarterback uh, coach. So, from football standpoint, like I understand why they're favored, but the Lions are the Lions, and they will probably always be the Lions. Um, I was hoping that we were going to be able to see a Lions-Packers um, game late in the year. That does not look like it's going to be the case, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> But uh, so, yeah, there's football for the Lions. I I don't know that I'll be rostering any of these players. Maybe like if I'm late in the first round, Amon Ra would certainly be an attractive, you know, first rounder for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like off. I'm staying away from. Yeah, he's in that range of um, uh, the, the Kirk, Daniel Jones, um, you know, uh, golf range. And I, I like Kirk and Jones more than I like Goff, but Goff had a really good season last year, threw for over 4,000 yards. You know, the team's projected yep. to be the best in the division right now. So I don't know, man. Yeah. And I, and I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to really regret not drafting Jameer Gibbs. Like he's just going to be one of those players like after week three, where I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I, why didn't I think yeah. to draft him? So, um, yeah, I mean, he looks so good. Um, and I just, his role, his role is going to be good. He looks so good. So everything, all, all of that combined to me is, um, yeah, I can, I can agree with you that he could end up being one of those guys that we both regret not being on our radar. It's just that draft capital in which he's being selected. That's, that's too high risk for me. Um, and I'm so high on Bijan, so you're going to say like, oh, how could you be so high on Bijan but not Jameer Gibbs? I just think Bijan's a sure thing, and I think Gibbs stepping into a role where like Swift underperformed, I don't know. It's maybe not fair to say, but there's definitely some scar tissue there for me. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, before we get into the Packers and wrap up this NFC North Divisional Breakdown, let's cut to a quick commercial break. And we're back. We're back. And we're talking uh, the Green Bay Packers. Back attack. Yeah, yeah let me take this yeah. one because I got them. Yeah, I got them uh, at last. You got them at first. So you go ahead. Yeah, let me, <laughs> let, me take, let me take the lead on the pack. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I already talked about them a little bit when I said my piece about them winning the division. Yeah. Um, that, that they're a team that I just think is going to be a lot better 
um, as I talked about. And I guess I'm going to speak more to, um, you know, stats here that. Okay, so Jordan Love, he's projected his Vegas number is 3350 um, and a half passing yards, 21 and a half um, passing touchdowns. So, I mean, those aren't those are legitimate numbers, right? Like Vegas is predicting, predicting him to have a pretty good year, uh, throwing the ball. So I also think that how he played in that first, um, in that first preseason game was kind of how he looked last year when he stepped in, uh, in one of those games. So I, I just think he looks good. He's confident and he's going to be a very good, um, NFL quarterback. So, you know, I don't know what his current ADP is. I think it's probably, let me look. Um, current ADP is quarterback 26. I mean, I'm drafting him all day. Or he is a, he's going to be on my sleepers list. Um, and if I punt on quarterback, I, I just don't like redraft leagues. I just don't roster two quarterbacks. I think it's a waste of space, yeah. but He's maybe someone I would like draft late, drop, pick him up before my bye week. You know, like he's someone that is going to be fantasy relevant. He's going to be a good NFL quarterback. So um, for me, like that defense is a lot. It's the best defense in the in the division. And that's why I think they're going to win win the division. But to me, love as a fantasy guy, uh, fantasy option, he's certainly like keeper worthy and then streamable um aaron jones at his value i think he's gonna be on every team of mine that i could possibly (laughs) find um i think that he's the type of veteran leader that love is gonna need to lean on when he goes through growing pains in his first year um and i think aaron jones is fucking awesome i mean let me look at his finishes his last Four seasons have all been top 10 finishes. Um, most recently, when we've been hearing about A.J. Dillon, who's going to overcome him. Uh, 2021, he was a the 10th ranked running back in 15 games played, and then he was the 9th ranked running back last year. So, I mean, yeah, he's 28. He's going to have a massive role in this offense if they're going to have success. So he's getting drafted, you know, what? fourth round right now. Um, give me that every single day of the week. Um, so I'll be all over Aaron Jones. I'll be staying away from AJ Dillon. And then there's value in the receivers as well. Um, I personally don't see myself going Watson too often because I like Ayuk better. I like DJ Moore better. I like some of those guys. Um, but I wouldn't hate you for taking Christian Watson and I wouldn't hate you for taking Romeo Dobbs. I personally think Jaden Reed is my favorite receiver to take because his ADP is so much further on. And I think that he could have a very legitimate number two receiving target on the team type of year. Um, And then there's Luke Musgrave who also like, that's a buy for me. Um, Another keeper option. These are all keepers because you can draft them so late and Next year, they're just going to be year two as a unit. 
and they're going to take another massive step forward. So, uh, yeah, winning the division for me, Packers, Aaron Jones will be on every team I could possibly get him on. And, um, I think this team's really going to surprise some people and I'm excited to see it. So, yeah, I mean, I here listen, I have them losing the division, but I do like players on the Packers. Like I think Jordan Love, I agree with you. He's someone I'd be willing to take a chance on later on in drafts if I draft someone like Tua or Deshaun or or you know, um, you know, high risk type of quarterbacks and I want a little bit more uh insurance there, I would draft Jordan Love late. But Aaron Jones, man, you you know, you were speaking facts over there. He's finished inside the top 10 each of the last four years, over a thousand yards in three out of the last four years. He's never had over 240 carries, so he's got low miles. You know, he's he still looks explosive. Dude, he was 2020, he was RB5 in 14 games played. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he averages, um, you know, two five over five yards of carry on 16 rushing touchdowns in 2019. And then last year, he only had two so that's that's the knock on him but he finished as rb9 last year with only two rushing touchdowns he had two rushing touchdowns last year he had five receiving touchdowns he had four the year prior he had six receiving touchdowns so yeah those those rushing touchdown numbers weren't as inflated um but you saw him make up for receiving the ball and he's just a playmaker man he's a huge part of that offense and he's a fucking baller um 2018, eight touchdowns, 2019, 16 rushing. These are all rushing, eight rushing, 16 rushing, nine rushing. So like, can he do it? Yeah. And I think he's going to, that, that number is going to increase from two significant. And right? like he saw, was, he saw a career high in rushing yards last year too. 11, 21. Yep. Yeah. Vegas has his over under set at five and a half rushing touchdowns and the money is getting steamed on the over. So if that says anything, um, I think you're going to expect six or more rushing. Um, and then, you know, handful of, uh, of, of receiving. So, and AJ Dillon, man, I, you know, I will say this, he hasn't been that impressive after he came in the league and everyone was calling him quadzilla, you know, but he's, here's the, here's the cold, hard facts. He's going to be a free agent next year. He wants to finish out his career in Green Bay. If he's going to do anything, it has to be this season. The Packers are going to be running the ball a lot. They're going to give him plenty of opportunities. And, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if if you saw a complete new version of A.J. Dillon. Uh, am I projecting that? No. But, again, I wouldn't be surprised with how much they're going to run the ball and how much he seems to really want it. You know what I mean? He said that he wasn't happy with his performance last season and he's doing things to improve his game. So, I mean, I've seen stranger things happen in the NFL and wouldn't be surprised if AJ. Yeah, you got to, tr- <clears throat> you got to try harder when you have a bald head. <laughs> um, so he, he also averages, I'm talking, going back to Jones. Yeah. I was doing a little math when you were talking, he's, He's averaged 52 receptions the last four years. Yeah. So regardless if Dylan takes a step forward or not, like you're going to have that receiving aspect to Aaron Jones. Now that was with Rogers who loves him and all of that, but love was sitting there watching Rogers. For he's most learned of a those lot years. So he knows how to use Jones. He's learned. And a he lot. may, like he, you're going to honestly, see- he may dump it off more. You know what I mean? If he's, yeah, I mean, we yeah. don't know, but yeah, like it, 
yes, being a first year full starting quarterback, yeah. like there is a thought that he checks down more. So, um, anyways, um, definitely big there. What about the receivers for you? Um, I'm not, I'm probably not going to have any shares of Christian Watson. Um, it, like you mentioned yeah. in that range, I just like a lot of other people ahead of him. And I think that reflects in, in my rankings. I have him pretty far down lower than ADP. I just probably won't be getting him. Um, I like mm-hmm. Romeo Dobbs, uh, especially where he's being drafted. He's cheap enough where I'd be willing to take a chance on him and uh, fill in some depth at my receiver position. But between, between Dobbs and Reed, someone's going to emerge as a potential spot start on bye weeks where you, you're going to be able to, you know, fill them in your roster. So um, it's to be determined who he has a connection with. We don't know. It's been, we haven't really been able to tell. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Reed comes out and is the most trusted receiver for Jordan Love. Yeah. Um, Michigan State receiver, second round. Love both of those things. Um, he's already won the slot. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be excited about. Musgrave as well. I mean, I don't understand how he clocks in at whatever it was, 24, 25 <laughs> miles per hour at his size. It doesn't literally doesn't make sense to me. So um, he could be a mismatch for, for that offense. And listen, you know, I have them winning the division this year. That's only the first phase of what they can be um, next year, even better. So I think we're about to walk into a fucking just football at its absolute best is when the bears and Packers are fucking good duking it out. And I think you're about to see, you know, five years, five, seven years of Bears, Packers, top of the division, top of the conference. Um, throw the Lions in there, maybe. I mean, it's just they got a, so much to prove being the Lions. Uh, and, you know, the Bears do as well, right? But I think Fields is that guy. I don't necessarily think Goff is. I think Lions fans would agree with that. But if they can put stuff around him that is good enough, he's been to a Super Bowl before. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but no, you're you know, right. If I, if you're I, looking I, in a long-term perspective, Jared Goff is not the long-term option for the Lions. Kirk Cousins is not the long-term yeah. option. Jordan Love could be the long-term option for the Packers, and Justin Fields is. is the long-term option for the Bears. So it's like you, you're absolutely right. Yeah, but I think they're about they're both like like that. Yeah, that Packers defense is young and good. Um, you know, everyone talks about the Eagles being the uh, Georgia defense, but. Packers, Packers got some Georgia dogs on that defense too. Yeah, they do. Um, that are just getting better and better. So, um, yeah. So I think those two teams here in the next five years are going to be the best teams in the division and conference. Um, and then you know, along with the Eagles, uh, I hope the 49ers, and then you know maybe the Lions can be a good football team here for the future, but. Bears, Packers, NFL's better when both those teams are duking it out. Um, and I think that's what we're going to have, I think, you know, this year and for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So I'm excited for this conference. Um, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone wins it or if anyone gets 
in fourth place. Um, being from Chicago and being close to this division for so many years, I'm really excited to watch these games and um, the, traje- the traje- trajectory that these teams are all um, heading on. So, um, you know, I think I'll just kind of leave my takes with uh, the Bears. And you can catch me in Soldier Field September 10th against the Green Bay Packers. I'm getting tickets. I'm going to that game in Chicago. Fucking Packers are going Let's down. It's go. awesome. Jealous. Oh, can't wait. Um, so yeah, that's the NFC North. I don't know if you want to wrap it up with anything. No, um, I feel like maybe give us a little bit more of the Bears uh, truck Chicago trucker to close us out. No, I just maybe you know, was, don't be surprised. Don't Polish be fancy. surprised if Justin Fields fucking flames the league this year, okay? Just don't be surprised. You saw it week one in preseason. You're going to see it week two in preseason. A couple, two, three games here and there. All of a sudden, everyone's going to be jumping on a bandwagon. So, But, hey, don't worry. Room for everybody, okay? Come on aboard to the bearish bandwagon. What's your game day meal like there, buddy? Polish sausage, you know, maybe a deep dish pizza. I don't know. We'll see. Is the deep dish post game when you kick the feet up? Oh, yeah. Deep dish and then you take a nap. That's that's the trick. Pre-game, pre-game sausage. Yeah, you take you eat the deep dish and you take a nap. That's that's the that's what you Half, do. Halftime dog. <laughs> All right. Anyway, everybody, Maybe thank you for joining us here in another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. Um, you ever mix a beef in there? <laughs> we're gonna keep fucking around and uh, you know stay tuned. All right, everybody, buckle up. Oh.